Introducing Coco Golf's signature shoe, more than just a tennis shoe. It's a fusion of 90s inspired style and cutting edge performance technology with its sleek mid cut silhouette. It's designed to enhance speed and power on the court. The multi piece upper construction delivers high energy return for players of all levels. Whether you're a seasoned pro or just starting out, the Coco CG1 empowers you to dominate the game. Learn more and purchase the Coco CG1 at newbalance.com. Welcome to TC Live at the Miami Open, our show to get you caught up on all the big stories and highlights from Thursday at the Hard Rock. The women's final now set, and the men are down to the final four. A lot to get to over the next 30 minutes. We've got all the big highlights and insightful interviews, plus our experts on whether they are fine with the Kyrgios finds. And we'll introduce you to Dumbbell Tennis. We are flexing from our Santa Monica studio. Steve Weissman back alongside Chanda Rubin. And we've got the Hall of Famer Andy Roddick over on the big wall. What an electric atmosphere in Miami tonight. Lindsey Davenport was sending us text messages of the videos of what was happening inside the stadium for that Carlos Alcaraz match. It was rocking. I mean, the noise level just increased by probably three or four times because of that match. And the match didn't disappoint. Some incredible uh, rallies and finishing points uh, at the very end, including that match point. It was incredible tennis. Andy, what did you think of that crowd for Alcaraz? I, I thought it was a crowd that you normally get when you've been winning slams for like 10 or 15 years. That's the enthusiasm that Alcaraz was creating. That. And Kachmanovic was unbelievable as well. So let's not, I know we're going to go down the Alcaraz rabbit hole for the next couple of days, but Kachmanovic should get his due. He played phenomenal. Alcaraz is electric. Complete game, finds a shot in the rallies and pulls the trigger. Was unbelievable to watch. I was jumping off the couch. It was incredible. We'll get to that in a little bit. But first, the men's number one ranking in the world on the line. Daniil Medvedev could reach the top spot with the win against Hubie Hurkacz. But Hurkacz is the defending champion in Miami. The pole won his first Masters 1000 title with a win over Yannick Sinner last year. He's won nine straight singles matches in Miami. Loves the Florida Heat. 15-1 in the Sunshine State coming into this quarterfinal. The Heat would take its toll on Medvedev, Andy, who was playing from behind early. Yeah, and Hercotch got out to a great start. Medvedev's been kind of getting behind in his last couple of matches, but Hercotch came in with a very, very, very defined game plan. He was going to get forward, and uh, thank Medvedev. Thank yeah, he wasn't going to get in those long rallies where Medvedev kind of pushed you to, to sleep. And, you know, Hercotch had a lot of great shots today and uh, deserved a lot of them. This one was off the frame. That was fortunate timing. But the next one, before he did, close out the set that we're about to see. Hercotz doesn't get enough credit for his wheels. Sticks another return here. Finishes him off. You know, credit to Hercotz. Through the draw. And Daniel Medvedev talks about failing to get back to number one. I knew that Uber can play great tennis. And for me, it was 
was more important in a way just to win the match itself than to become a number one and one by winning the match I saw it more as a bonus so I don't feel like I was tight or anything because of this I mean I to be honest I played a lot of matches where I had the pressure different one and it's it's not something like something new happened today I don't think that nerves uh, were part of this all right, taking a look at the live rankings. Medvedev will stay at number two. Novak Djokovic stays at number one. We've got Zverev at three, Rafa Nadal at four, and Stefano Tsitsipas at five. Carlos Alcaraz could join that list soon. The sixth teenager to reach the quarterfinals in both Indian Wells and Miami. The other five got to number one in the world. And Alcaraz was taking on Miamir Ketsmanovic. This was a battle with brilliance on both sides, Andy. Yeah, you don't leave every match saying I gained a lot more respect for both the players. They put on an absolute show in Miami. Ketmanovic came out in the first set and says, I'm going to compete. I'm here. I know Alcaraz gets the hype, but I legit want to win this tennis match. Alcaraz, he's able to pull off this drop shot time after time after time because of how big he hits the ball from the baseline. Got to give the respect, pace back, and then he's able to pull it down and hit that drop shot and win points off of it. Uh, extending the court, hits it up the line, cross court, and able to roll that one because Kesmanovic had to respect the open court uh, up the line. Alcarez, does he look like he's pumped up to be in the third set right there, Steve? He is ready to go. And this is, it was just electric. This is one of the best shots I've ever seen. Picking it up from behind and taking the pace off. Are you kidding me? I was literally talking to myself in my living room when he hit that one. That is not something you're supposed to be able to do at any age, much less 18 years old. This one was an absolute thriller to the end. Ketchmanovic says, hey, you know what? You're going to have to beat me because I'm not going to give it to you right here. Big fist bump. Even David Albanian, his coach, was impressed. And I've done that once or twice before. If we know anything about Alcaraz so far, he is not going anywhere. Lives for the moment, and it's going to go big and hit his shot. He's going to force the pace of play, and he's also going to fist pump his box when he wins a point. One right last again. four Look. points of this match, Andy. Unbelievable. I'm able to find his lines. You have to respect both shots. When someone has knockout power from both sides, that becomes very tough over time. Look at these wheels. Unbelievable point to end an unbelievable match. The present is here, and his name is Alcaraz. 52 winners for the young Spaniard. 16-2 and two this season. The ninth teenager to make the semifinals in Miami. Could become the third to raise the trophy. The other two, Andre Agassi and Novak Djokovic. That is the company that this 18-year-old is keeping right now. Two first-time meetings in the semifinals. Sarundalo, Kasparud, and then Hubie Hercotch, the defending champ against Carlos Alcaraz. Chanda, Andy was just saying, he was talking to himself on his couch. I, I tweeted that Carlos Alcaraz evokes hyperbole. Is this guy the next one after watching something like that? No, I mean, he's the real deal. And you look at a match like that, I mean, we have seen him play some an unbelievable tennis. I mean, in this entire Sunshine Double, he's into the semifinals of both tournaments now, back-to-back, -back, and still going. But it is the shot-making. It's the poise he has under pressure. When he's down, when he's lost a tough first set, he comes right back to it. And, you know, credit to Ketsmanovic for getting right back into his game. Beginning of the third, he never never let up 
and Alcaraz just matched him and went one better. And the last four points of the tiebreak, we kept saying, can the match get any better? And it did because every big moment, Alcaraz was just up to the challenge. And at the end, Ketsmanovic just had to say, too good. But this kid is the real deal. And you absolutely see him getting to the top of the game, winning majors, big tournaments. Uh, and maybe we can say we started seeing it here. Yeah, I mean, it's always amazing when you see someone and how they shoot their shot, Steve, because when they started that, that the last tiebreaker, Alcaraz actually missed three or four balls early in that breaker to get the midway through the breaker, was down, but had the confidence to go back to the well. That is rare to see at an early age. Did not pull back, put full throttle again, and it was just electric. The guy can serve, he can move, he can change trajectories, he can mix in the drop shot. He is a complete player already. Uh, it's it's amazing to see the rate of improvement in real time. It's incredible. Cannot wait to see that semifinal against Hubie Hercotch. Meantime, the women's Final Four was played on Thursday. Naomi Osaka, the best resume of the group, but the lowest current ranking taken on Belinda Bencic. Neither player had dropped a set all tournament, Shanda. Yeah, Bencic has been moving quietly under the radar, hitting backhands like that. That is the bread and butter shot, and she got off to a good start in the first set, kept it going, tucked that first set away, and it looked like maybe this was not going to be Osaka day, but Osaka able to turn things around in the second set. She held in a tough service game and then was able to turn the tables, got the break of serve, and was able to get a little bit of confidence. The serve got her out of trouble a few times, and of course, the forehand from the ground. She has such firepower, Osaka does, and it started coming to bear in that match. But Bencic, to her credit, didn't go away. This was another moment where the match kind of turned back into Osaka's favor, where she held there and was able to finally get the break in the third set. And you could just see the confidence level raised for Osaka. Of course, she's got the weapons, but down the stretch, not easy closing out matches when you haven't been to this stage in a long time. And this was an emotional win for Osaka at the very end. The serve was a major weapon. 18 aces in the match. Reaches her first final in more than a year and joined Prakash on the Tennis Channel desk. You lost a tough first set. What are the toughest challenges facing her? How did you overcome them? Yeah, um, I thought she had a really amazing service return. So um, there were some times I thought I hit great serves, but she just hit winners uh, or almost like untouchable um, returns. So I just thought like just battling my inner thoughts and trying to know that I must like play one point at a time and you know like adjust if I have to but I'm um, trying not to overwhelm myself with my thoughts me too Naomi me too uh Iga Sviantek riding a career high 15 match winning streak Chanda but looking for her first win against Jessica Pagula yeah I mean it's just been incredible from Iga Sviantek as well how impressive she's been came out relaxed firing against a heavy hitting baseliner in Jesse Pagula got that first set but Pagula fired back and changed the game plan. It was impressive on her side because she forced Sviantek into some uncomfortable positions, especially playing from break down in that second set. But Sviantek raised her level again, started finding the forehand. That shot from Pagula was to save a couple of match points in that game. But Sviantek 
broke at love, and that helped her reset. And it's what we've been seeing in the Sviantec game time and time again. She's not getting, you know, overawed or getting caught under the pressure, just raising her level, and does it again there in the second set, winning a tough battle, almost an hour and 40 minutes for two sets. First time she's lost more than three games in a set, a whole tournament. But look at the streak. Now 16 straight matches. That's a career high. 18 straight sets in a row. And those return games, man, I mean, she has been dominating on every aspect of the tennis court. So she's going to take on Naomi Osaka in the final. Osaka, the lowest-ranked finalist in tournament history, already up to around 35 in the live rankings. Naomi beat Iga in their lone meeting. That was Canada 2019, Saturday, 1 p.m. Eastern, right here on Tennis Channel. Andy, I want to get your initial thoughts on this finals matchup. I'm excited, and, and I'm, I'm one thing that Naomi Osaka can do that no one else uh, that she's played can do in this tournament is serve bombs, right? She's what was she, 17, 19 aces, something like that today. But she she controlled her entire match today with her serve. Is Sviatek going to be able to step inside the court on that first serve? Is she going to be able to play that first strike tennis when she's not going to be able to be aggressive and stick those returns as often? And then is Osaka going to be able to dictate play uh, and control the center of the court, which Sviatek's done so well uh, from that first ball? It'll be an intriguing matchup. I know they played once before in 2019. Uh, Sviatek's gotten a little bit better since then. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see how Osaka kind of comes back after this really emotional win. Hadn't been, has not been in this stage in over a year into a, a big final. And you could see how much it meant to her. She's got the weapons, Osaka does. But we were talking about this earlier, Steve, on a piggyback, a stat that uh, Brett Haber pulled up that Osaka has not beaten a top 10 player since early 2020. So it's been a long time. But you pulled it up, Steve, the fact that she hasn't played any top 10 players because she's been losing early. She hasn't had back-to-back -back wins to get to those latter stages of tournaments. This is another new situation for Osaka that she hasn't been in a while. How will she handle it? Because Sviantec, she's been playing quick. She's been really getting opponents on their heels. And that will be the challenge for Osaka. Can she use her big weapons? Can she set up and get solidly behind the ball consistently enough? That's going to be a big challenge for her. Sviantec is the new world number one. Osaka has been the number one. It is shaping up to be an absolutely spectacular final in Miami. Still on the way, we got a lot of doubles action, including Nick Kyrgios and Tanasi Kokonakis. And speaking of Nick, his fines have been announced. So are Andy and Chanda fine with the numbers? We'll discuss as TC Live rolls on. Introducing Coco Golf's signature shoe, more than just a tennis shoe. It's a fusion of 90s-inspired style and cutting-edge performance technology with its sleek mid-cut silhouette. It's designed to enhance speed and power on the court. The multi-piece upper construction delivers high-energy return for players of all levels. Whether you're a seasoned pro or just starting out, the Coco CG1 empowers you to dominate the game. Learn more and purchase the Coco CG1 at NewBalance.com. Andy Chanda, Steve, back on TC Live. Can't wait to get back to the low country. Tennis Channel's Road to Roland Garros, presented by ZipRecruiter, kicks off with the WTA stars competing on that green clay in South Carolina. Daily live coverage of the Credit One Charleston Open, brand new stadium, beginning Monday at 10 a.m. Eastern. If that doesn't make y'all warm and fuzzy, here's Lolo Jones with Felix Auger-Aliassime. Did you get starstruck seeing people from the Met Gala or when you went 
to your first pro tennis match? Well, I got starstruck the first time seeing Roger. Uh. Uh, we actually met at a hotel in, in Montreal and on, we, we shared the same birthday. Do you guys ever plan a birthday party together? <laughs> we didn't plan it yet, maybe one day, <laughs> hopefully. Yeah, I was pretty starstruck at that time, but I think this time was even more. People from, yes, the, the fashion world, the music world, but uh, fellow athletes like uh, basketball players that you usually see on TV, like the likes of Russell Westbrook or mm -hmm. Steph Curry, seeing them in person was, was pretty special. All those entertaining, warm and fuzzy interviews available on TennisChannel.com and the Tennis Channel app. Well, after preventing Daniil Medvedev from getting to number one, Hubie Hercoc was back on court looking to reach the top in doubles. A blockbuster against the special K's, Kyrgios and Kokonakis on the way. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Time. Welcome back. Big double segment for you. The Italian duo of Fabio Fonini and Simone Bolelli. Chanda taking on Wesley Kulhoff and Neil Skupski. Yeah, we're going to pick it up in the match tie break in the third. Both teams neck and neck, but it was Kulhoff and Skupski that just got the slight advantage early in this match tie break. They were the more aggressive team, and behind their first serves, they were a perfect four for four. And that is huge when you get to these pressure points in a match little frustration there because the match was at hand. This is for a big final and Kulov and Skupski first year playing as a team and what a huge win for them into a Masters 1000 final. They're the second best team this year. Yeah. RC. Fourth tour level final of the season. They've already won three titles. All right, who will they meet? Battle of wild cards. John Isner, Hubie Hercotch, who's doing double duty on this day, taking on Nick Kyrgios and Tanasi Kokonakis, Andy. Yeah, Isner's like not serving volleying all the time. He's getting some reps from the baseline, hitting some volleys, looking good backhand overhead. I mean, he's everywhere. Look at that movement, Steve. He's showing us aspects of the game we never knew he had. Look at that, just grinding out there. The big fella. Love to see it. Making returns. I mean, look at this. Look at that movement. It's unbelievable. But the versatility, John Isner. My Lord. The reflex, I mean, this is like, this is, this is just a tribute to Isner, this highlight, I think. It's like, I know, I know Hercots beat Medvedev today, but Isner's like, let me let me flash some hands, some speed. I'll show you what I can do. The narrative's wrong about me, I promise. Look at me. Unbelievable. Oh, and Hercots was there, too. Great back hit up the line. It's phenomenal. Hercots, with the serve, was able to close it out. There was actually six breaks of serve in this match. Think about all these big-time servers. Hercot's going to be going for the Miami double. That has never been done on the men's side. And John Isner going for the sunshine double. He won Indian Wells with Jack Sock. Taking on Kulhoff and Skupski. We got it for you Saturday, 3.30 p.m. Eastern. Uh, I wonder, Chanda, is it a disadvantage for Hercot being in the semifinals of both singles and doubles? It, it has never been done on the men's side in Miami. Well, I don't think winning is a disadvantage in any situation, <laughs> but that's just me, Steve. But I have to say, I love how Andy kept telling us to look at the highlight. We were looking. We were looking. <laughs> we saw it. Chanda, I was, 
Chanda, I was talking to our viewers. If they were going to think about going away during a double time, I'm like, no, come back. Watch it. You watch it. Love it. Love it. Just but he's playing well. I mean, you, you look at Hercotch and just the rhythm that he's in, obviously coming back to a tournament where you've won, you already have good feelings. So it's been fantastic to see. All right, we, we saw Nick in the doubles. We saw him in singles uh, being a, a little naughty. And, and the fines have come in, $35,000 for Nick Kyrgios, that behavior in the fourth round in Miami. Uh, Andy, too much, too little, just right. No, what's the point of a fine, right? It's to either prevent certain types of behaviors or to uh, discourage them in the future. Neither of those has worked, so you got to go heavier with the fines when they haven't promoted a change in behavior pretty much at all. You know, him annihilating rackets and doing this whole deal, you know, he, he's not going to apologize for it, but it's going to hurt him in the pocket. Yeah, I mean, this it's just tough because, as you said, Andy, it's a deterrent, or it's supposed to be, but you feel like it's not. And Curios, you know, with an opportunity to make much more money in these events and just doesn't seem to be phased by it. You could say, okay, maybe he should, you know, not be allowed to play, but that probably won't phase him a whole lot either. So it's just it's a tough thing to see. There's got to be some way to get rid of this type of behavior, apart from him just looking at Andy's video and throwing his racket better. <laughs> I mean, uh, figure that out. Nick Harris can make double, triple this fine just by posting one thing on social media. So it's not hurting him. But then again, you want to watch the guy. So it's kind of like the emoji shrug. What do you, what, what do, you do here? Uh, moving on to some dumbbell tennis. Have you ever seen anything like this? We're couple of twins, the Boros tennis. twins, playing racket, tennis, not with rackets, dumbbells. Got it. Hit it. but dumbbells. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Serving. Yeah. Okay. So you know you have, you know you have too much free time when... We're going to play no. tennis, oh, but instead of using rackets, we're using dumbbells. Well, I, Steve, I, for the first time in my life, I don't know what to say. How did he actually hit it, though? I mean, this is pretty good. How many takes do you think this was? Uh, they've got millions of followers on TikTok. I feel like Prakash would be good at this, right? You can put, like, 90-pound dumbbell there. He'd be in the heavyweight division. This is like, you know, these are, these are middleweights right here. 25 pounds. Oh, that's it? That's pretty heavy, though. That's pretty I, I, solid. I, I just don't. I just don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that's what I thought about it as well. Uh, dumbbell tennis. No. Getting the thumbs down here. Well, this is getting two thumbs up. Our lineup on Friday coverage begins 1 p.m. Eastern. Francisco Sarundolo. Welcome to the top 100. Taking on Casper Ruud. How about that first women's doubles match? Mick Coco against Kudermatova and Mertens. Then you got Alcaraz. The talk of the town against the defending champ. Back to wrap up the show after this. Roddick Rubin Weissman back with our hot shot of the day. This entire match was a hot shot, Andy, but we had to pick one. Yeah, I mean, Ketchmanovich putting that, I mean, that, this is, a, I was yelling at people that weren't in the room, Steve, when this happened. <laughs> First of all, to decide to approach here, Ketchmanovich, mission accomplished. Behind your feet, taking pace off, getting the ball up and down, and getting at the check so it's not popping up. Look at where he makes contact with this, Steve. Behind him, at 30-all, while trying to serve to stay in the match. That is stuff that you shouldn't be able to do. Uh, you should hide the women and children. That's just, they should look away. It's illegal. <laughs> That was a no look, too. He didn't, I mean, he was just, like, so casual with it. Here's our semifinal Friday coverage beginning at 1 p.m. Eastern. For a preview, let's head back to the Hard Rock. Check in with Danny Prakash.
All right, Steve, back here at the Tennis Channel Cadillac desk. Pete, the Cinderella story of the tournament has been Francisco Sarundolo unseeded and now into the semifinals here to play the sixth seed in Casper Ruud. How do you think this is going to play out? Well, look, everything points toward Casper being a giant favorite. Look, he is eight in the world. Sarundolo is 103 in the world. Casper Ruud has won 11 out of his 14 matches coming into this event. So just completely dominant. And he had the biggest win of his career over Alexander Zverev on a hard court, a giant level up for him. So all signs point to him, but this is the biggest match of Sarundulo's life. So will he rise to the occasion? That's what we want to see. Looking forward to semifinal Friday over here, Steve. All right, thank you so much. We are looking forward to it as well. Andy, your thoughts on that Sarundulo rude matchup? It'll be great. I mean, both of them, they, they, farther in this tournament than they've had, been on any big tournament. Uh, Sarundolo entered the week 103, had never won a match in a hard court, I think was the stat I heard. Like, who's going to handle the moment better? Who's going to be emotionally kind of capable in this moment when they have a look at the basket to get in the final, Steve? Yeah, I mean, it's a great opportunity for both of them. Neither of them would say hard courts are their favorite surface, but certainly Rude with much more experience playing in these big matches. And, you know, his road to this stage got his biggest win of his career over Zverev, turned that head-to-head -head around. And so he's playing with some real confidence. And I just wonder for Sarundalo, how will he start in this match? What will the nerves be like? He's had a couple of retirements, so didn't actually have to win yeah. that last match against uh, Sinner. So it'll be interesting to see how he starts out in this one. All right, it's going to be a big Friday. Got a couple of teenagers to keep an eye on. Not only do we have Carlos Alcaraz, we also have Coco Golf in action. For Andy Roddick and Shanda Rubin, I'm Steve Wiseman. Thanks so much for joining us on TC Live. We will see you once again on Friday night. For now, our coverage of the Miami Open continues right here on Tennis Channel.